Looking for life? Well, it can be found only in God's Word, as we'll see next on Times of Refreshing. Peter says it best, we've been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. And the Apostle Paul lays this out in clear fashion as he writes to Timothy and you and I here in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Word and Life is the title of our message today. And this is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We would invite you to join us for the next 25 minutes or so as we take a look at the Word and life and how they're intertwined with one another for our good and God's glory. Here's Pastor Napoleon now. Not only should people be able to see you when you're on the mountain peak, they should be able to see how you respond when you're in your deepest valley. And this is going to speak to people. This is going to minister. And this is this minister to Timothy. He's telling you, you saw me when I was persecuted. You saw me when I endured afflictions. You saw this and you saw me endure these things. People need to see us sometimes when our back is against the wall. And we don't understand And we have pressure. And this is part of the thing with the church. The church is in in the world, but it's not of the world. And the devil is trying to bombard the church. How will the church respond? Will we endure it? Or will we compromise? Will we flip because of the pressure? Will we turn because of the pressure? Will we allow the word and life to come together or will we just have the word without any life persecution is a sign oftentimes that you're heading in the right direction it's not always a sign that you're heading in the wrong direction the apostle paul was able to live and endure times of persecution and those times of persecution were an example to timothy that timothy when it gets rough you don't buckle the same way i didn't buckle can I have an amen, y'all? If, 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 if the government turns on you, if family members turn on you, if friends don't want to be around you because you, you're walking with Jesus and you love the Lord, you, you and I have to be willing to look ourselves in the mirror and say, I don't care what happens, I'm sticking with Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm sticking with Jesus Christ. This, and I say this often, Christianity is not a popularity contest. But if we start buckling under the, under the pressure of it and not stand with God and stand under the pressure of it and endure, because the Apostle Paul says very clearly here that the Lord delivered him from them all. But we have to be willing to stand. Churches now are taking the, the sound doctrine, sound teaching of the Scripture, and they're conforming it to fit what suits Man, or they feel suits man, or what man would like to hear. There's nothing wrong. We can ordain homosexuals, and and, and we can have this, and and you can be a preacher. You don't have to repent. Just get this, go online, and become a preacher. 
And you can do this and you can do whatever you want. And, and it just is, you know, God's grace is here and God's love. And, and you know, we don't want to offend anybody. And what happens is now, instead of just saying, I'm going to stand. And if you don't like me, then you don't like me. But I can't change the word of God. I'm not going to twist the scripture to make you feel more comfortable. Can I have an amen? You, you can throw me in the jail. I don't care. You can do, but, but the word of God is the truth. But what happens is now, because of the fear of persecution, affliction, the things that happen, people don't want to endure that aspect of it. And there's times when we're going to have to look the world in the eye and say, we're not changing this. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and, and let me say this to you. I have, I have several relatives in my family, uncles, that are gay. So don't, don't act like, he don't know, he don't, I know. And, and so, but, and I'm not just talking about that area. I'm not just talking about that area. That's one area of sin. There's, I'm talking about all areas of sin. Not just that, that's just one. All areas. If we're willing to take the bar and lower it, because we don't want any persecution or anybody not liking us, then we've just committed treason against God. We've committed treason. We've sold him out. Instead of saying, Lord, if this is what you say, this is what we say. Well, Pastor Kaufman, what do you believe? I believe what the Bible says about, about all this stuff. Let's search it out and see what it says and then do that. Can I have an amen? Now watch this. He says in verse 11, Persecution, afflictions which happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, what persecution I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Look at verse 12, y'all. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Somebody say will. He is prophesying. What he's basically saying is if you are walking with Christ and you don't have any haters, there's something wrong with you. There's going to be time if you desire to live godly. It doesn't say a person desires to go to church. A person desires to be a church attendee. A person desires to hang around spiritual things. A person that desires to, be, to have prophetic word or to get touched or slain in the spirit or, or to get hands laid on. He's not talking about all this religious stuff. He's saying, and all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That's the thing that we're missed sometimes is the desire to live godly. The Lord, I'm in this, but I'm really in this. And and when you're in this and you're really in this, it's going to cause, your light is going to make manifest the things of darkness. And, and when you begin to live a lifestyle that reflects the kingdom and you're willing to put your reputation on the line and friendships on the line to say, man, I'm going to live for God and I'm going to do the best I can to honor God with my lifestyle so that the word of God and life merge together. There are going to be times when people look at you and say, man, you're just a religious fanatic. You're going too far. And, 
And now let me say this on the flip side. I mean, if you're trying to live for God and you start acting like a space cadet, then you got a problem. This Jesus was supernatural. He was super, but he was natural. So if you're out with your friend for lunch, you don't have to say Jesus every second. Let them eat their sandwich. Can I have an amen? I don't want a prophetic word right now. I want to eat this sandwich. Can I have an amen, y'all? Some people, I mean, listen, I don't want to talk about Jesus right now. Okay? I want to watch this game and then afterward we could talk all day. But what people do is it's like every little thing. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus is probably tired of hearing you say Jesus, Jesus. I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But this, the point I'm trying to make, y'all, is be natural. Go to the mall. If you like that dress and you can afford it, praise the Lord. It's, it's modest and represents the kingdom of God, whatever. You don't have to fast for two hours before you buy it. Lord Jesus. Is this, are these the shoes I should buy? Can I have any, <laughs> y'all? We calling people, hey, I need you to pray. I need you to pray a fast. I'm right now, I'm in Nordstrom's and, and I feel the anointing, but I don't know if it's the anointing to buy or to sell or, or to, can I have an amen? We, be natural and enjoy your life. And incorporate God. God wants to be a part of your living. But what happens is, saints, people don't realize that when you are walking with God and desire to live godly, there's going to be times where you experience persecution. We have to be okay with that. Look what he says in verse 13. He says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving And being deceived. So this tells me that there are people that are around the church, but they're not really a part of the church. They're, I mean, have been truly joined to Christ. You can join a church and not be joined to Christ. People become imposters. They're actors. They're individuals that do not have the reality of true conversion in their hearts and in their minds towards Christ. And with Christ. And it says they will grow worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. So they're not deceiving people, but they're also being deceived. The only way to dispel deception is to arrive at a place where we are passionate about the truth. We need truth. The truth of God's word. the, The Holy Spirit who is the spirit of truth. We need Jesus Christ who is the truth. We need this threefold cord to be active in our lives on a continual basis so that we arrive at a place of truth and we're not, we never get off into deception. I have the Spirit of God activated in my life. He is the Spirit of truth. I have the Word of God, which is the truth. And I have Jesus Christ, who is the living truth, active in my life. If, I'm, if I allow them to minister to me, they're going to lead me to a place of truth. But evil men and imposters are growing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But look what he says in verse 14. But you must continue in the things 
which you have learned and been assured of. It's, a, it's amazing how we don't take time to regurgitate that which we have already digested. This is powerful. And I can go in the Old Testament and tell you a little bit about how God told the children of Israel what they were to eat and what they were not to eat. And one of the things that, that they were, that they were uh, you know, responsible for was, and I'll, I'll just say it like this. There's something called chewing the cud that is necessary when dealing with the gospel. And for all of us, we have to learn how to take something down and then bring it back up when necessary. And we have, to be, we have to do this because just because you learned something does not mean you learned something. Can I have an amen? Just because you heard something does not be, mean that you learned something. You want this to become a part of you. And you have to bring it back up. The Apostle Paul is good because he tells Timothy here, he says... But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. He's telling him, these things you've already been taught, now go back over them. Be, these things you have been assured of, bring this back up. He says, this is the lifestyle that we should live. People are so into looking for a new revelation that they haven't regurgitated the old revelation that they haven't truly gotten yet. You got to bring it back up. I want to get this in my spirit so it becomes a part of my life. So that the word and life begin to merge. I've read this scripture. And I need to read it again. And read it again. I can't tell you how many times I've read the book of 2 Timothy. I, don't, I can't even tell you. But every time you dip your hands into this water, there's something fresh that's coming up. And a, and a healthy reminder of what God is saying to you so that we get it. When we begin to live like this, it helps us to fight off the perilous times because God wants to use vessels like us to help to fight off the darkness and to give people hope. Well, for us, it's important that we continue in the things that we have learned. And then not only that, he says, and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Not only have you learned this, but the people who taught you are living it. That's important. That's important. Not only what you've learned and been assured of, but the people who you've learned from. You've seen, he said, you've seen his matter of life. You've, you've seen this. You've seen this. He's, he's reminding him, it's not just about the message. It's also the messenger. Who have you learned from? And those two should create a healthy balance in our lives. I've seen this person. I've lived with this person. I've seen him under stress. I've seen him under pressure. I've seen him when, when things didn't go right. I, I've seen him when things went right. I've seen him in their high times. I've seen him in their low times. People need to be able to say that about us as Christians. And it's going to further solidify the relationship with God and keep them in the mix. This is what he's telling Timothy. But you, have, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And that from a childhood, and that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith 
which is in Christ Jesus, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The scriptures help to instill wisdom. The wisdom that's necessary to keep us in a position where we're enjoying the blessing of our salvation. When we release our faith, it also helps to push us in this particular direction. And for us, we have to see this book is a book that is going to help us to establish a lifestyle which is going to help to pass us over to our ultimate salvation. But people don't see this as a, as a, a reference book for life. You want to know how to have a great marriage? You want to know how to be single and survive? You want to know how to prosper on your job? Want to know how to be a good husband? Woo-hoo-hoo! It's all in here. Listen, you want to know how to raise kids in this society? It's all in here. The book, this book, this book will tell you about your past. It'll tell you about your present. It'll tell you about your future. This book will tell you how to, how to spin. It'll tell you how to save. It'll tell, this book is so powerful. God has inspired this book. And God has given life through this book. God pulls the veil of deception off of our lives through this book. God, through this book, has revealed the true battle that's raging on the earth. Nobody knew the influence of the devil until Jesus came on the scene and really started exposing what was going on behind the scenes. And everybody was calling it this, that, and the other. Jesus said, this is what it is. He walked through the streets of Jerusalem. And he walked through Israel declaring, declaring even from a religious standpoint, who the hypocrites were and bringing and exposing them. Through this book, God gives us insight, but we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to reference this. We rather watch Oprah. And I don't have anything personally against her. I'm just saying she's not my reference point. If I want to know how to live my life, I'm going to pick up this book and I'm going to devour it. Can I have an amen, y'all? And find out this is, what, this is what Jesus said. And the Apostle Paul, I love it. He says that the Scripture are able to make one wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ. And he says in verse 16, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It is God-breathed. That means it has His life in it. And it lives Because of his ordination and establishment. The word that he speaks are spirit and they are life. This God breathed and is profitable. This Bible and the word of God is profitable for doctrine. To help us to establish our strong doctrinal stances and positions. Not only just in our lives but for our local churches. He says it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. There's going to be a corrective element, an adjusting element to the Word of God when it's released in truth. For reproof, he says, for correction. 
Like I just stated, from a correction standpoint, realize that this Bible is going to do what it's ordained to do if you are allow it to do it. If we twist the scriptures to suit our own personal preferences or our feelings at the time or, or this, that, and the other, then we're going to miss out on the truth. God's word comes in and it corrects. And that is a good thing. He says for correction. He says for instruction in righteousness. The word of God comes to help us to be instructed in what is right in the sight of God. We can never allow the world, the world to define what the church should look like. God, does the, he is the one who defines what the church should look like. And he does it through his word. He says not only that. He says for instruction in righteousness. Look at verse 17. And we're going to close with this. That the man of God or woman of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. That the man of God may be complete. That when we walk down the street, because we have grabbed a hold of God's word, because we have embraced the teachers that God has placed in our lives to help us to go in the right direction. He says that we, through the word of God, become complete, thoroughly equipped for every single good work. I've always said that this church is a training and equipping center. It's not just a training and equipping center for the prophetic. It's not just a training and equipping center for the apostolic. It's not just a, a training and equipping center for laying on of hands. And for casting out demons. And we do all these things. We thank God for that aspect of our ministry. But this is a training and equipping center for life. How do we live life? How do we go out in these streets and live life? How do I take care of my family? How do I raise my kids? How do I live a single life? How do I live a married life? How do I, how do I work on my job? The things that affect me on a day-to-day -day basis, how can I do this in a way that exemplifies the nature of Christ? Well, through the Word of God, He helps to make us complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is a training and equipping center. This is what we are. This is what we are. This is where we come to get prepared to go out and live our lives. The best of our ability to represent Christ. Because we are agents of the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul, in the midst of the stuff that he dealt with, is instructing Timothy. And this whole chapter, he gives them insight into not only what he's dealing with, or what, but, but also what's on the horizon. And saints, let me tell you, we're right in the midst of it. But make no mistake about it. Everything that we're dealing with is not, is, this is, this is, this is a, a heart issue. It's a humanity issue. And in the midst of it, how do we respond? Well, he's telling us once again how to do it. So that when people are looking for a change in their life, they can say, I'm going to go to the well, man. Because I see the people over there, they really, really are walking with God. I don't know, I don't understand anything, but I know that person loves Jesus Amen. and is living for him. How you know they live for him? Because I tried to trip them up. I tried to get them. And I thought they was going to act a fool. But they never did. 
They never did. They came close. But I couldn't get them. I need that. I need that. We all need that. Can I have an amen, y'all? A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. <music>